Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. Everybody, this is take two. I'm a little rusty from my absence. I'm James Hamilton. I'm Travis McFalls. And any of you that tuned in last week saw that I didn't make it. No, there was a clear absence on the show last week. You even titled it in a kind of fucked up way, right? Yeah, well, I was a little pissed. <laughs> it was it was a holiday week. I had my my sister uh, brought. Another member of the family into the world. Yeah. I had tickets to the Viking preseason game. Okay. I had tickets to Blink 182. Right. I had my nephew's 21st birthday. Okay. I was a busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was a busy guy. Now, you could say I knew all of those things were coming. Then you have puppy graduation? And I had puppy graduation. That's right. (laughs) Did pup graduate? Yeah, I have pictures. I have pictures of puppy graduating, which I will share with you later. It's hilarious. It's totally (laughs) ridiculous. But yeah, I had a, a busy, busy week. How was your two weeks? Well, maybe we should... I'm getting ahead of us. This is my fault. See, I'm rusty. I'm rusty. <laughs> you titled the show, How Jim Sucks, Yeah. and left Travis's tender balls in the wind. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I felt. It, hmm. was, uh, it, was, it was really terrifying for me to do that by myself. Essentially, I just uh, hung out on my deck... <laughs> <laughs> drank a beer and uh, answered some of your questions. I recorded the whole thing from my phone. And yeah. Did you leave any questions out because you were skipping around? You know what? I did. I did leave one question out. I uh, knew you weren't flawless. I knew it. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. I clearly was not flawless. Hey, that's not easy to do just to carry a conversation by yourself, solo, impromptu, with a few minutes' notice. That's. People can say what they want to about what you did. It was not easy. No, no, it's not easy. It took, um, it, it was frustrating. It, it took, I think I was texting you like, all right, take four, take eight. Yeah, I got, got excessive. Yeah, kind of the way, uh, yeah, yeah, the way you came in today. Like I would start in and then I'd be like, ah, oh, fuck it. No, no, no. Because I, I had a couple different takes. Like I, uh, the first one, I started off like fucking Jim, that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, awesome. <laughs> All right, maybe I don't want to start people out like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just kept going and going. Finally, I was able to. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was the. You the, spit out a show. You yeah. spit out a forty-five minute show. We cut it down to about thirty-nine. Got rid of a couple of things, and yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't pretty smooth in my opinion except for of course the question you missed and what question was it what was the qu- oh it came from um our good friends in texas down there uh not trombone not trombone uh, dr feelgood dr feelgood yeah. feel uh asked what book would you most like to see turned into a movie it's a big question um so my answer i'm gonna answer it this week and my answer is none there's not a single book I want to see turned into a movie because I'm that fucking guy. Books better. Books better. This is a good feeling for me because the majority of our audience agrees with me. That's so douchey. Yep. <laughs> I feel douchey saying it. But I just... When fucking Baz Luhrmann got his hands on The Great Gatsby, that's, that's just when I said I fucking quit. I feel like you're trying too hard. I'm trying too hard? No, there are great books that have been turned into decent... 
Actually, I was just talking with my grandfather about this on Saturday uh, of Mice and Men, the Malkovich version. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Uh, I think Gary Sinise was a little too pretty for George, the character of George. But uh, that's, that's like a minor thing you can toss out. That movie's been remade like five times. Yeah. I mean, Great Gatsby also. I think the Redford version, I have no problem with the Robert Redford version. Okay, so based on one poor adaptation. Well, I just fucking involving hate. Leo. I, I just fucking hate Baz Luhrmann. I think he's a, just a piece of shit. His filmmaker. name has come up a few times. Yeah. I, I can't stand that fucker. But that shouldn't ruin literature. He's the guy. Conversion to motion. I mean, I'm sorry. What kind of fucking. William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And they're running around, oh, fetch my longsword. Uh, or fetch my sword, and it's a gun. Fetch my longsword. Oh, it's a bigger gun. Oh, my dagger. Oh, it's a, it's a small gun. Yeah. You're a fucking art guy. Yeah. Art guys what... love all art and all openness and, you know, be creative and change the dialogue. and Yeah, not when it sucks. Well. Not, not, not when Baz Luhrmann's fucking bastardized it. I'm sorry, if there was a director, if I got to kick one director in the balls, Baz Luhrmann. If I ever get that opportunity where someone says, Travis, we're going to take all the directors that are around out there right now, and you get to kick one of them in the balls. You get a free shot. He's not wearing a cup or anything. I wouldn't even hesitate. I'd tee right up on fucking Baz Luhrmann. But... Is it that you aren't well read enough to say, well, I want to take this book and turn it into a movie so none are coming to mind, which would be totally cool. I mean, it, you've been um, busy. You've been busy. I have been busy. Um, I guess for me, it's not so much a book, but a group of books that I would like to see. Um, Here we go. We're nursing it along. Um, I would like to actually see like a real World War One aviation movie where they actually give you legitimate historical details. As to what happened versus having, oh, what's that other asshole that directed The Patriot? And then he did that Flyboys movie with James Franco. He did The Patriot. And then he did Flyboys with James Franco. And the guy, he's good at getting the look and feel of the time frame of what he's doing. Like The Patriot. I thought he did a great job of getting the look and the feel of that era. But obviously, historically, uh, that movie was pretty much crap. And same with his movie, Flyboys. Would that be Mel Gibson's Patriot? Yes. With Heath Ledger? Yes. Okay. And it was a great movie, as long as you don't go into it looking for something that you're going to get great historical facts and details from. So, for me, I would like to see... Tony uh, Bill. You never trust a guy with two first names. (laughs) Tony Bill was responsible for Flyboys. Okay. So, um... What else has he been responsible for now that you bring him up? Was it the Patriot? He did the Patriot too, right? You know, he sort of looks like Mike Myers does now because Mike Myers let himself go gray and Tony Bill sort of looks the same. I think he looks more like Al Franken. He did My Bodyguard, which was a great movie. But what is he acting in it or did he direct it? I can't believe he directed that. Was he in the Patriot though? Or did he do the Patriot? Uh, it says Flyboys, Five Corners, Ice Station Zebra. So my dad probably knows this dude. <laughs> they shot Ice Station Zebra on my dad's game farm in Anoka. Okay. As funny as that is, because it's supposed to take place in the Arctic. <laughs> <laughs> my dad probably knows this dude, and you fucking hate him. I, I didn't say I hate him. I just... Mm. No, no, I said Baz Lerman. I hate Baz Luhrmann. This guy is, I think he would be great if he just, you know, and I understand what he's doing. And that's why I let him get away with it more is the fact that he's just kind of telling a period piece where I think if, you know, you talk to him, he would openly say, oh, yeah, you know, this battle didn't go down that way. That guy never existed. He's just, you know, like the bad um, colonel or whatever, you know, the main antagonist in the patriot he's kind of a character of uh what the hell was that guy's name tar tarvington tar i can't remember he's a character of this guy that uh this british british officer from the war yeah tony bill is not the director of the patriot he is actually a a guy that acted in Pee Wee's big adventure 
Wait, so he directed Flyboys or was he in Flyboys? He directed Flyboys. He was an actor in Moonlighting. In fact, recently, even though he directed some of these bigger pictures, he appeared in Must Love Dogs as the waiter. Huh. He appeared in the movie Shampoo. Maybe it was directed Untamed Heart, which is maybe it was the same. Maybe it was the same writer then. Um, Well, I don't know. So anyway, so I would love to see a World War One aviation movie that's actually about the real guys that existed. And I know for most of you, it would be boring as fuck because these soap boxes with engines. I mean, it's not as exciting as you know, the modern airplanes that we have. Then again, I don't know how you would make a modern airplane movie. That would be that awesome because it's basically what you're firing missiles at guys from, you know, I'm going to compliment you though on your Patriot, um, observation. Okay. Now some of these movies I like because they are shitty movies, right? But it, his name is Roland Emmerich. Okay. And he directed the Patriot and he produced The Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> he produced Independence Day and the latest in- Independence Day, which, as you which, know, people, I did not care for. Yes, Jim is not a fan of that one. Godzilla in 1998. When, he when did Matthew the Matthew Broderick one? He, he produced oh. that. Uh, the, oh, this guy. Yeah, oh. He produced White House Down, which was a real steaming pile of shit. <laughs> um, I don't even know what that is. The list goes on and on of horrific right. decision So I wonder where I'm getting behalf. the Flyboys connection from. I think it's just the styles with which they're done. It's very similar where you have... I mean, if you watch the movies back to back, they both have a very similar style to them in the way they're told. So anyway, so to answer your question, it would be a combination of like biographies on World War One aces and autobiographies. Because uh, I've actually read the Red Baron's autobiography, which was heavily edited by the uh, German propaganda machine, of course, during the war. Again, I don't want to cut you off. I'm sorry, but you were just, you were on point, dude. <laughs> These are the movies he directed. Okay. Mile, or Roland Emmerich. Independence Day Resurgence. But you know how I felt about that. <laughs> White House Down. 2012. Do you remember 2012? Oh, was that the Cusack? It was just terrible. Yeah, about the Mayan. Yep. Yep. 10,000 BC. Ooh. He directed that. Day After Tomorrow directed that. Mm. The Patriot directed that. <laughs> Godzilla. Now, I liked Independence Day 1, Secret Shame, Total Candy, loved it. Yeah. Now, Obi-Wan. Oh, that's his movie. Loves Stargate. Stargate. He directed Stargate. You know what? I'm actually going to give him Stargate. Universal Soldier. After that, it gets pretty irrelevant, but you've got a good nose. You've got a good nose for bullshit candy fluff director, and that, that is Roland Emmerich, who directed The Patriot. Okay. We got off on a tangent there. Yeah, yeah. Went a little far. So World so War I plane movies. Yeah, world, uh, accurate. You so know. boring. It, boring, yeah, yeah, exactly. You guys would hate it, but like, I would just be sitting there with a fucking shit-eating grin on my face the whole time. And the military time. channel doesn't handle this? Like, the wing show doesn't get you there? I mean, they, they do they do little things on it, and it's like... Because, obviously, the footage from World War One is pretty much non-existent. <laughs> it's a little limited. Yeah. <laughs> In the scope. So it's all computer-animated and stuff, basically off, like, flight simulator types. And then I, I tried watching one, actually, yesterday, and it was just so awful, just... The way the guy does it, just Warner Voss is coming in in his fucker DR1 triplane. It's called the triplane because it has three wings. Like, and the way they do it, just so over the top and shoving it to the edge. Because uh, otherwise, it's pretty boring. It is. It, it is. But that's the movie I want to see. Like, and that's the movie I want to see. These guys go up in the air. You're gonna. I mean, it's like watching two kites wrestle. It is. It is like exactly. <laughs> And then Jesus when Christ. one of them gets shot down, there's not going to be a big explosion or anything. It's going to basically be like seeing a kite go down out of control. You are so fucking weird. So I think you're fucking weird. Like, I think this would be entertaining as fuck. I want to see the stresses that these pilots went through because they didn't have, uh, what is it called, combat fatigue at the time? 
So they just sent these poor kids just up after mission after mission. And everyone's like, oh, oh, this World War One died. This one died. This one died because they didn't have a fucking chance. They just kept sending them up there, sending them up there. And you'd always read, you know, it typically always happened. Uh, you know, he was about a week or two from getting his furlough. Yeah, they'd go down at the last minute because eventually the odds would catch up with you. Exactly. And you'd just be so fucking tired and burnt out. It would be so easy to imagine. You wouldn't be sharp. You wouldn't see that guy get behind you. Because you'd just be so fucking tired and I'd, zombified. I'd be a little bitch in the corner, not in the plane. I can't go on a commercial pl- flight. I'm that dude. Okay. I get just trashed to get on a regular commercial airline. Uh, I do just to kind of sleep, but it doesn't bother me. Planes, I've been flying since I was a kid. So actually, if my, my little dream, my little dream is I get my plot of land. And I want to turn that plot of land into a little airstrip, and I want to have rebuilt World War I planes oh, that so I get to fly. We won't have a long friendship. No, probably not. Well, I'll read about you. Yeah, well, then again, I mean, we're not, uh, what am I doing right now that's going to get me that rich plot of land? And my, how am I going to afford these airplanes? That voice could do it. That radio voice of yours could bring in the money. Well, I hope you're right, because I really do want to fly at least the Fokker triplane, the SE-5. And then uh, I want to fly a DH-2. That would be fun for the pack. I want to get a two-seater one. And this one's the pusher style. And it basically looks like it's got like a fan behind it. That's, you know, pushing it forward. And then you've got the pilot that sits at the top. But he's in the back. And then in the front, wide open, is where the passenger slash observer sits. I mean, you could, you could have some fun with your friends taking them up in that thing. Just ease. I, I would probably shit my pants if I had to sit in the front of that plane because you would just look down and there'd be nothing. This is the old story of buying a boat because those planes are a fortune number one to keep up. Yeah. They spend 40 times more time on the ground getting fixed than they do for every hour of flight. Right. So I figure the best day is the day you sell the plane and your second best day was the day you bought it and every day <laughs> in between would just fucking suck. Yeah, I mean, maybe I can just get my pilot's license and uh, find someone that would be nice enough to let me fly theirs. Why don't we start with just a little ride? A little walk back a century and see if you'd enjoy the bumpy, open cabin, cold as fuck, maybe I'll land, maybe I won't experience. Well, the problem is the ones that I want to fly are, uh, you know, they're scouts, so they're only one-seater. This blows me away. This fucking blows me (laughs) You don't like to drive your car when it's kind of busy out and you're going to get behind a World War One tri-wing plane, just tool around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just, to me, it sounds so fucking awesome. And, you know, it's not like there's other planes up there really with you when you're in one of those. I mean, yeah, you, thing, there's like space, we, we had the, the stripper on Chloe and then like I was gone a week and like you spent too much time by yourself. You've like contrived like this is a good idea. No, this is something I've been coming up with since I was a little kid. I th- did you go to the mall with your old man? He's like, yeah, yeah, I think we should do this. No, no, my dad thinks I'm <laughs> fucking retarded for wanting to fly one of those. That's insane. But the way I see it, though, I think they're safer than real play. I mean, if your engine goes out, the thing's essentially just a glider with an engine. I would feel much more comfortable trying to crash land one of those than I would a solid hunk of fucking metal. Well, then there wouldn't be so many stories gone, gone, gone through World War I. Once again, combat fatigue played a heavy part in that, I believe. World War II, they didn't have any notion of combat fatigue. Korea, Vietnam. I think by Vietnam. That's new. Nah, by Vietnam, they had it figured out. World War II, they definitely didn't. We lost a lot of planes in World War II. To all of you surviving Vietnam vets, I apologize for Travis right now because I know for a fact combat fatigue was... Really, with those pilots? Subject. With yes. those, I actually know an F-4 pilot that uh, flew in Vietnam. I'll have to, I don't know him, but I see him around. Well, if he hears this, he'll instantly hate you. So, Well, no, no. It'd be a good question because I thought they had that figured out by Vietnam. Oh, no, no, no. They didn't have enough asses well, those, for seats. Yeah, those helicopter pilots. You'd hear about those helicopter pilots. Isn't there a story about some dude that was just going around the clock? Yeah, that's true. Was it, uh, God, it was a douchey actor, too, that played it. Right out of Tropic Thunder. Remember, he's like flight after flight, and he just oh, send me up again, and it was dramatic as fuck. God, what movie was that? It was a '90s flick, '90s war movie. Was it? Um, 
Oh, was it? It was. Uh, it wasn't like Thin Red Line, and it wasn't. N- no, Thin Red Line was World War Two. Uh, oh, was it the Mel Gibson? Is it? Is it another? Was it a Mel, Mel Gibson? Gibson tragedy? Um, yeah, fucking what's his nuts played him. Um, it was actually a good movie about the I Drang campaign. Um, we were soldiers. Okay, was it that? And I, it was I like Greg it. Kinnear. Greg Kinnear was he the pilot? Yeah. <laughs> I actually like that movie. I thought they actually did a pretty good job. I I read the book. Um, it's because you haven't seen it recently. recently. No, actually, I did. I got. I tried to watch a couple of older movies recently, and it's amazing how. Well, that was two thousands, early two thousands. Yeah, we were so still terrible. Was it? I, I, yeah, it was early. Are you two, sure? Yeah, because I was in college when it came out. All right, I believe you. You've linked it to an event. Um, I just remember the. Um, oh, I hated the. Uh, the preview commercials for him because it was like he will rock you and it's just Mel Gibson just oh, firing off machine guns and it's like you did nail it 2002 thank you nice work thank you how you remember college is amazing <laughs> <laughs> I just remember we were um, drinking heavily the night we watched it in college which nice. excuse me brings me to that's actually how I got into Lord of the Rings fucking Everclear you you got into you were in the first, movie first night I ever um, watched it. watched it. Okay, that's how I got into Lord of the Rings. It was when the Fellowship, or, um, yeah, the Fellowship was the first one that came out, and uh, it was on VHS at the time. And then uh, the new one was coming out. This was like towards the end of the summer. And then the new one was coming out over the winter, and we had Everclear, and I never had Everclear before, which is good. You shouldn't. Even to this day, have it. It's horrible. I tried it last year, and uh, yeah, that stuff's great antiseptic. It will clean the germs right out of your mouth. Yep. Um, you won't have to Listerine for like two weeks. Nope. <laughs> and uh, Worst hangover ever. Yeah, I just remember. Do you remember the WAP? Oh yeah, the WAP. Yep, that's the, what we made our WAP. College out of. WAP. Yep, yep. yep that ever. So called the fruit. And you got to get it. You got to get it from Wisconsin. You got to do the Wisconsin Everclear. Because the uh, Minnesota Everclear it's is like weak. Yeah. yeah, it isn't as it's high. Weakened. Weak. Yeah, it's weak, but it's still pretty fucking potent. So anyway, yeah, through Everclear, I ended up getting into Lord of the Rings because uh, I just, I don't know, it, Lord of the Rings sucked me in. I was getting emotional, especially so been, at the end when Mary and Pip get taken. And so in 2002, how old are you? I am 20, and then at the end of the year... You know, I've got a late birthday, so at the end of the year, yeah. So I was 21. Technically, I turned 21 in 02. And did we play any good drinking games with the Lord of the Rings and the Everclear? Or? No, just got fucking bombed on Everclear and really sucked into Lord of the Rings. It's very college of you. Yeah. My nephew uh, turned 21, and that is actually why... We kind of get to a point in the week where we either have to put out a show or wait until the next week just because of the way that everything kind of falls in this world. Yeah, we try we, to get our stuff out on Tuesdays, as we yeah, mentioned. Because if we do a Wednesday show, really most of you, the only day that we noticed any of you guys would listen would be Thursday. Maybe a couple Friday people, rarely weekend. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday across all podcasts is low. Yes, so it's not that much fun to release. And there's a lot of big-time podcasts that put their shows out on Friday, Saturday, so it's just sitting there waiting for you in your queue. Right. There's all these little underhanded techniques a podcaster can use to make their show you know, appear at a certain time. Right. Since we didn't want to compete with all that shit, we just said we're going to try to have it out by Tuesday. Yeah. So and that gives you plenty of time throughout the work week to listen to it. Now, because that's you, that's when you listen to podcasts, really. And we dropped you Tuesday night, right? We dropped me Tuesday night, yeah. And it went really well. Everybody, well, day one, a little bit back. Eh, yeah. From what we could calculate, it was pretty well. It was okay. pretty well received. Right. I, I I follow you. You've got the more advanced statistics than I do. So going to a twenty first birthday in this day and age is a weird deal. Is it weird because of this day and age, or is it weird because of our age? It's weird in this day and age because, I don't know, there's all, it feels like parents 
of kids turning 21 or more laid back, so it's not as big of an event anymore. They've kind of... They've already done it. Yeah, it's kind of old hat. Yep. And so my nephew wasn't, oh, you know, all kinds of this, all kinds of that. I think he tried to make the most out of it. Right. But we were at a concert, and we were there with my niece as well, who's his big sister, and her soon-to-be husband, and they were rocking out and having a good time, and we were watching Blink, but I was just... Right before Blink-182 came out, and of course they lost one of their key members. He left again, which we discussed on a previous cast, to follow Aliens, which is fucking weird. But anyway, (laughs) um, I started getting sick before they came out. And so everybody's into the concert, and I don't want to tell anybody I'm not feeling well because I don't want to be, you know, Debbie Downer. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm not really singing or jiving or dancing. I'm just kind of standing there, like, counting the minutes. Right, like, okay, 10 songs, guys. Ten songs. That that's good enough. That's an album's worth. Let's go. That uh, was they do twenty three songs. So that was probably like an hour. That was. <laughs> they came on at nine, and we were out of there by eleven twenty. Okay. So it was about two hours. So they probably so- shot some shit between. Nope. They played, played, played. Just, okay. And there was almost there was very little encore. All their songs are three, four minutes. Exactly. And so more, I would say closer to two, three. But they would play them longer because they had light shows and laser shows and TV shows. Okay. And, you know. So yeah. They put on a show. They milk it. Yep. And it was a good show. The sound was pretty good. We were at the Excel in St. Paul, and you know, that that set aside, the concert's irrelevant because most people aren't into it. My nephew wanted to go. We went. Shockingly young group for Blink-182 for a band from the 90s. But uh, the whole time, I'm just trying to, you know, you don't want to use a men's restroom in a stadium or at a concert for anything. But if you have to, number one's fine. Number one. Number two is not, it's not in the cards. No. Especially if you're sick. Yeah. Because you're going nowhere. Once once that bottom falls out, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And I don't know what it is with guys, but they feel like a toilet stall is just a free-for-all. Like they're trying to paint all the walls. I actually hear women are worst from women. They've told me that. I don't know what you think a girl's bathroom is. Oh, I cleaned them when I was having to work restaurants. They would have, okay. you know, give you certain closing tasks. Yeah. You have to go in and clean the girl's restroom. And I always found it to be a far more civilized environment okay. than the men's room. All right. Men's room, there's chal and chew and urinals and you're digging that shit out. And there's, they're not far close enough or too far away. And there's, it's all over the floor. And some guys think it's funny just to, you know, they'll airdrop into the toilet, leave stuff everywhere. So just the grossest, most fucked up place. Men are just gross. We're gross. (laughs) But I way better, it's way better to be a guy than a girl. Yeah. Yeah, at least you don't have to sit on one of those toilet seats every time you have to go number one. That's why for us, it's number one. Let me ask you, you know, you were big into etiquette a couple shows back. Love it. Love Did, social like, etiquette. Yeah. So um, now where I work, there's three urinals and it's a public restroom. Let me ask you this. So three urinals, one, two, three, side by side. Mm-hmm. They have dividers between them. Mm-hmm. Now, no one is using any of the urinals. Mm-hmm. Which one do you pick? Furthest from the door. Okay. Okay. Do you ever pick urinal number two, the middle stall? No, because it forces somebody to be next to me. If they're all open? Yeah. Uh, no, they're closed off. No, I mean, but all three are available? Yep. All three are available and middle, open. Because I don't want to encourage people to be next to me. Exactly. I'm not phobic of somebody yeah. seeing me. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, if really, if you need to look at me to like, I don't know, Okay, if, if if you just feel that you've got to sneak that peek, go ahead. But I think you painted yourself into a corner there. Let me elaborate <laughs> for you. I, it's not that I'm worried or concerned or ashamed, but the type of gentleman that would want to, you know, be meat gazing, yeah, is nothing like me. Right. And I'm fucking like that guy. Yeah, I don't want to be next to him. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah. Like really, you need to look at me to feel like what? What are you feeling when you? Yeah, you know, what is the deal? Like, why? Like, are you feeling that inadequate? You got to size up next to another guy. 
I'm not the guy that's like either shielding my shoulder to the side either, no, and like no. I'm like trying to hide my special purpose. Right. It's just like what's going. I mean, you're you're yeah. looking at that dude like okay. So were we touched? Yeah. Something, <laughs> something happened. When we were little. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what the fuck are you doing? Are you okay? Do we need to talk? <laughs> Do we need to talk? All right, let's zip up our flies and get out of here. I'll talk you through it, brother, but you don't have to. (laughs) No looking, no touching. On the other side of that door, we'll talk. Exactly. Otherwise, it's face forward. You look straight fucking ahead. Or look at your your stream, because some of these guys will let their stream fucking fly all over the place. Face forward, look at your stream. Aim. Aim. Yeah. Yeah. You need to aim, aim. Aim. Aim it. That's all you got to do. Um, but typically a lot of them, I mean, uh, you just got to aim for the wall. Practically. That's all you're doing. Yet yet they missed the mark. Um, or they're too far away. Yeah. But yeah, I went in one day and sure enough, there's a guy just had his open pick out of all of them. Go straight to the middle one. Fucking kidding me. Unbelievable. When I was about 10, I think it was about 10, nine or 10. I went to a place called great America. And it's a theme I've heard park. about this. And it's a theme park in, in Iowa. I, I think it was Iowa. Or was it Illinois? I don't remember. I've heard of this place. I don't remember its exact location because at the time I wasn't driving. I just know we were going to Great America. So go to Great America, and before we go into the gates, we stop at a place to have breakfast. I think it was McDonald's. And my little brother at the time is like, I don't know, four, four and a half. And uh, I... The way the everything went down. Are we talking a uh, military enthusiast, brother? Um, no, we're talking my my next closest to me in age. Okay, was brother. that uh, the fights we've lost, brother? Yes. Okay. Yes. He. Uh, at any rate, uh, so he's closest to me in age. We're only separated by like four and a half years or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah, four and a half. Uh, anyway, so as the older brother, when we go to the bathroom. You know, I'm supposed to look after him. Right. So I go to the bathroom, and I'm washing my hands. I look over at my little brother, and this older guy comes in. And he starts, you know, stands next to my brother. Yeah. And talks to my little brother. What? <laughs> well, my little brother, he's a little guy. Right. So when the guy asks him a question while going to the bathroom, my little brother turns right to the guy. <laughs> Just, he just hoses he dude hosed down. <laughs> well, he kind of got what he deserved for that. You don't fucking talk to a little kid that you're peeing next to at the stall. Typically, actually, I don't even know why it was. Well, I mean, sometimes you just have no choice. You know, there's only two stalls. You know, there's two technically urinals. You know, you got to piss. You got to. The thing that pisses me off the most is actually when the little kid takes the man's fucking urinal. Then you have to use the little fucking kitty one down by your ankles. I think these were floor models. And uh, at the time, you know, we're talking, you know, like 85, yeah. 86. Yeah. So in this day and age, if you talk to a little kid like that going to the bathroom, you're probably immediately arrested. But yeah. back then it was, you know, it was a little different. Hey, little guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little guy's like, fuck you. I was yeah. sitting right down. <laughs> Good times. Uh-huh. Um, so that was a that was a arduous, long, exhausting feeling. Every note of every song, wait to get home, and then the traffic. Yeah. Well, plus two, you've got that bass probably just vibrating uh, your guts. It was it was it was not it was not good, and I'm glad I found my way through it. Um, but I was uh, I was the reason we missed the show wasn't that show as we said earlier because Thursday would have been too late. It was my baby sister bringing a new family member in. Yeah. 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 I just love the fact that she chose to go into labor on Labor Day. Yeah, she could. (laughs) (laughs) She made that choice. She fucking sabotaged me, Jim. You've said it before. You're not making friends with her. She's probably not liking you. She's probably like, you know what? I'm going to fuck that guy over. You know, she's one of our big fans. I know your baby sister's a big fan of our show, too. Yeah. And, um... This is probably going to upset her. Okay, this is probably going to upset her. <laughs> what, the fact that she had a baby at me? <laughs> How do you feel about people talking about their experience? <sighs> Depends on how much they talk about it. Just in, in general, how much do you think should be shared? Uh, tell me that you went into labor. You can tell me, okay, how many hours it was. 
you know, you can tell me that it was the most pain you've ever had in your life and that it's a pain I will never understand. And I'll probably agree with you mm-hmm. unless I ever pass a kidney stone, which hopefully I never do. Okay. Um, and then to an extent, I'm a little liberal with certain things. Like, I don't know if there's like a tradition that you do. Maybe you're one of those people that keeps the placenta. Holy fuck. You went there. Is she keeping the placenta? Where did that come from? Have you, if you, I, I, I have to look it up while um, we're talking about this. Well, why, from, why, where did it even come from? Uh, I was reading a biography on the Talking Heads, and apparently David Byrne, when his child was born, they, I believe they baked the placenta into a cake, and everyone, and they had a placenta party, and everyone came over and ate some of the placenta, the placenta cake, essentially, and apparently it's supposed to be good luck. It's supposed to be high on protein. Uh, do we use Wikipedia? Yeah, I think Wiki's fairly safe. Why? What are they saying about it? Uh, it is the basic reason that the Greeks used to do it is because the placenta contains high levels of progesterone. Uh, pro progesterone? No, prostaglandin, which stimulates involution, an inward curvature or penetration or shrinking or return to former size of the uterus. In effect, cleaning the uterus out. Now, so medical what, science has probably proven that wrong. Uh, placenta also contains small amounts of oxytocin, which eases birth stress and causes smooth muscles around the mammary cells. Oh, this is already too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a fucking puss about this. I really, like, my sister knows I don't fucking want to hear it. Okay. Yeah. She See, know, would she you, okay, let me ask you this. Would you eat the placenta? Fuck no. Even if it was your wife's, your Perhaps, kids. There's no way. You would never do there's it? There's no way. I would do it. I don't like lamb. <laughs> I love lamb. I'm not a big lamb guy. I don't, you love know, lamb. I'm an exotic, like, oh. Lamb vindaloo? Oh. Sheep balls? Line me up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think I would do. The funny thing is, I think, like, if, if I ever did meet that woman and we did have a kid, yeah, I'd eat the placenta. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> you heard me. I'd eat the placenta. Like we'd Why? have to bake it into a cake or something. Why? I don't know. It'd just be it'd be different. Like killing a deer and taking a bite of its heart. I mean, what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems I don't know. Maybe it's because David Byrne did it. So I'm just like, oh yeah, that's totally normal. Of course, that's the guy that um, ate glass. And David Byrne's a strange cat. If you could see my fucking face right now. Yeah, if you I could see his face. What the fuck you talking? about? I don't know. I, I would do it. You know, maybe it's like because you know, maybe you know a little the bit of it. It's like you know, you're taking in part of, you know, you're taking it in. Holy shit! I would do it. I would eat the placenta. You're a serial killer. You're a fucking serial. I'm not killer. a fucking serial you killer. You want to eat the victim? I don't want to eat the victim. You want to do something weird? That's weird. It's not like the child. Like it's like coming out of like you know, like. The mother, and then I'm throwing it right in an oven and, like, eating the kid. You're eating a growth out of your wife. Yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, my yeah. God. And Man, I know there's some do it up right? that are Man, listening I'm to the sure. show that are supporting you. Like, that was the best pate I've ever had. Yeah. Seriously, I bet you if you fucking did placenta upright, it would probably taste good. Well, maybe not good, but I, I don't know. Maybe it would. I don't know. I mean, I've never tried placenta. I'm not going to rationalize the act of eating part of another human because I think that I could season it correctly. <laughs> Fucking what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like where you went is so much hardcore info and description than where I was coming from. Yeah. I was upset hearing all the gory details. So, so maybe, yeah. So um, maybe I'm you know, helping your sister out here on this a little. My sister, you had, you had okay, so so you had all these gory details. But now I just took you to the fucking top. I took you to eleven. You went to freak. Yeah. So now, now doesn't that make it a little easier? What your sister talked to you about? Well, in relationship, which it is not, my sister was awesome. She did not talk to me about it. It was everyone around her. Oh. And because it's not only because it's my sister, do I not want to fucking hear it? Right. But. I don't, I don't want to hear this at all. Yeah. You know, I don't want to watch someone clip their toenails. I think that's fucking gross. So do you think, like, if your wife was, like, giving birth, like, would you be in the room? Could you be in the room? Yes. 
would you look? I think that the relationship I have with my wife and the act of if we were to have kids, all that would be going on there, including looking after her around these fucking retarded doctors who can barely clap their hands, someone has to be looking out for the goodwill of the person. And not to say that, you know... I don't know. I'm teetering here because I know that there's a lot of people that work in healthcare, but it's the third leading cause of death in this country is malpractice. So it's not like it's, you know, uncommon for them to fuck up. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's never a slam dunk. I mean, shit, childbirth in general. It seems like every, you know, movie or anything. I mean, hell, my uh, great grandmother died in childbirth, and that was in the 1930s, 1940s. Yeah, we have a low. We have a, is it a, it would be called a high mortality rate for a first world country. I mean, it's, it's like 30th in the world. We lose a lot of kids. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking. But I don't want to see. I, you, you yeah, don't need yeah, to give not, me yeah, measurements. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to know what you. What, so what so, so would, you, would, you, would you look? Would you watch the baby no, coming out? No, no. Yeah, because a lot of guys say like after they see that, they never look at it the same again. Which, I don't know. I think it's kind of bullshit. But in a way, I can maybe kind of see their point, too. This may sound weird, mm-hmm. but my wife and I have never watched one another go to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, that does seem weird. Yeah. Like, I don't You walk. never peed with the door open? Nope. nope. Not once? Nope. Don't do it. See, I've, I've never, like, number two you know, with the door open. You know, that's private time. That's, that's the fucking question. Yeah, no. That's very fucking private time. Right. But yeah, dude, I've gotten up in the morning. Just yeah. Believe me, you are in the majority here. This is where yep. you're normal and I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're a little, you always call me neurotic. You might be, I think this episode, you're the more the neurotic one than I am. I am not the guy that sits and, you know, expels himself and burps and all that shit in front. And that's, to me, it's respect. I have respect for her. I'm not farting in front of her and burping in you front of her. You never gave your wife the Dutch oven? No. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's not funny, cool, or anything to me. Like, I don't... I don't Never Dutch Ovender once. No. No. The fuck? No, like, I, that's not like, ha-ha, funny to me, or like an intimacy I'm trying to attain with her. We've been together 15 years, and I want, you know, I want to show the best manners. If, there, if there's ever a good time to have manners, it's with your wife. I think... I don't know. I don't know what my Dutch ovening ratio is. I'm sure. Girlfriends. I'm sure. Oh, I'm definitely Dutch oven a girl or two. You were in the majority for sure. Yeah. Like there are people listening. They're like, Jim's weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's certain girls you don't touch oven. You know, like typically if you see the girl that you, you know, you're like, okay, I'm gonna marry her. I, th- I, th- I think there's a shot I can marry her. Probably don't want to go Dutch oven. But <laughs> now, my wife doesn't do any of that in front of me either. But there's other weird girls, though, that, that they'll laugh at it when you Dutch oven them. I have sisters that think that shit's funny. Yeah. I have, you know, being the youngest boy with six older sisters, yeah. girls are fucking gross. Yeah, they're weird. Yeah, there's Like, they get weirder. Like, they typically, I'm the prude when I'm in a relationship, I found, typically. Usually, they're the ones that are, like, coming up with the weird, the weird thoughts. I watched, do you remember the Osbournes, like the show where they were following the family before everybody grew As up? As in like Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah, on MTV yeah, 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 the yeah, Osbournes. Yeah, yeah. There was an episode where Sharon dips her finger into herself and chases her daughter around with the stink finger. Are you serious? I nearly fainted. That was so nasty to me. That's, w- if, whoa. Can you imagine if your mom did that? I, I'd never. I'd move out. I'd be. I, I. I would be like. I'd probably still be in a white padded room. We'd only communicate by phone after that. Yeah, there'd be no chance. I don't even know if I could doctor again. <laughs> Just to be honest with you, so girls are and can do fucked up things. Yeah, yeah. So, what were some of the stories that you heard? They were going to how far? <clears throat> so, my sister again. She did not share any of this with me. Now, I have heard her share it with others that she knows aren't as weird about it as I am. Right. Uh, And I have the opportunity to leave and not hear that. But a lot of times around a lot of family and, you know, the story, like she tells certain parts to certain people. And before you know it, there's a collage, like an untold story you wish remained untold that you now have all the gory details to. Right. 
and I don't want to share any of her private details of her happenings, but, uh, you know, the weight, the birth, the who was in the room, what position they were in, how long it took, what drugs were administered. That doesn't bother me. What color the baby was. That doesn't bother me. What color, you know, it gets worse. There's worse. There's every, uh, oh, you're building, you're building. No, every category has a subset, and the parents that have experienced this will know it has tears. Like right. Once they talk about ovulation, that goes into just other details that come out from that one thing that is fucked that I don't want to hear about. See, the funny thing is too, like whenever they talk about like dilation, like, Oh, I was dilated to a four or something. I have no clue in my head what that means. So you can say that to me all day and I'm just still like, okay. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, because in my head, it's not registering. Like I've never seen a vagina at like a four or whatever the fuck the numbers are. The number scale is that they use. So whenever people talk, I guess I kind of have that naivety where I'm just like, okay, cool. You're at a four. All right. Is, is that big? Oh, okay. That was big. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you think it's weird that we go to the hospital right after and like we're holding this thing that was just, you know. In there. Pushed out. Yeah. Yeah. But, like I was, I didn't hold the baby. <laughs> I didn't hold the baby. I didn't, the first, I didn't touch that fucker. The first day I was there, it just weirded me out. Like, like, like I'm going to let him get a couple showers before I hold him. <laughs> it, it, I'm not going to lie. It was weird. It was weird. I just thought the, the arrangement of the whole thing and the timing and all that took place. Yeah. I just felt awkward. Well, yeah. Yeah. Cause she had the baby despite me on that day. <laughs> Well, there was that. <laughs> I, she said that she went into labor at like midnight, and I don't remember hearing that the baby was available for viewing until four in the afternoon. Well, you sent me, when did you send me? You started texting me, what, around like noonish? Yes. And yes. so, like, at that point, like, I kind of knew the day was shot because I thought that meant she just had gone into labor. No, she went to labor at midnight. So she had like a 12 plus hour, 16 plus hours and an eight, eight pound, 12 ounce baby boy. I don't even like being up longer than 16 hours in a day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were telling stories like three epidurals and all this stuff. Right. And I I know what it all means. And I know that the gravity of, she was dilated to four. Yeah, they just they they give you all of the statistics because I think that like this is a girl baseball card, you know, like a boy's like I rushed for so many yards, right. I got so many touchdowns, yep. and for a girl, it's like I was in labor for fucking sixteen hours. <laughs> These are her stats. Yeah, like that's what the girls want to talk yeah, about. That's girl yeah. sports. Yeah, like I fucking trooped through sixteen hours of labor, bitch. Yeah, the fuck did you? Oh, oh, oh eight hour labor, one epidural. They gave me three. I didn't even feel the last one. <laughs> what? It's just weird. It's a weird deal. Yeah. It's so weird. I felt for though. Cute kid. I did hold him. Uh, let's see. I held him a couple of times after that. I held him once. Uh, and there was a birthday party and yeah, I mean, I got acquainted with him. He's okay. A, he's a cute little bugger. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. He's a third. A third. Yep, namesake to now the third. Now, his father was... Junior. Yep. The one on the episode, correct? Scott. Scott is my sister's husband yeah. who took your place when you bailed on me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great Scott, who also did all of our coverage at Comic-Con, which was awesome. No, hold on one second. Now, did you hear the way you just said that? Oh, this guy that did the show with me when you bailed on me. Right. Yeah. You know who I did the show with? My fucking self, motherfucker. <laughs> When By you choice. bailed on me. By choice. Yeah. And what, and what did you bail so on me So you know what? For? You know what? You know what? Your little fucking eight hours of oh, labor. Here we go. 16, bitch. Here we <laughs> right go. there. Here we go. What? What? Why did you bail on me? You want, tell everybody why you bailed on me. I don't even remember that. What was I, hungover or something? Yep. Yeah, I was yep. hungover. Yep. I didn't yeah. show up because my sister was having a baby. Yeah, well, I was fucking... Ha- I was having a baby myself that day. Gross. <laughs> so gross. Oh, anyway, um, what else do we have? Yeah, what is, uh, this, this is just like the gross out show. Is, I, feel like, I feel like we should have like Nickelodeon slime like come down on us at any moment. Well, I do have something I wanted to talk about that I saw the other day that we haven't talked about. Oh. I have notes for this. Oh, <clears throat> do share. Do you know what carpe diem means? Yeah, that's, um, that's the one that's like uh, seize, seize the day. Correct. Uh, in Latin, it translates to roughly seize the day. Now, we have brought it into the English vernacular, and 
The definition for it is used to urge someone to make the most of the present time and give little thought to the future. So it's old school YOLO. Help me out there. YOLO. You only live once. Oh, okay. You remember the YOLO boys, YOLO girls? I don't, but about a we'll decade go with ago. It. We'll go with it. Yeah, yeah. There's a huge YOLO scene going around. All right, so uh wait a second. I remember the other retard. That's right. I'm using it. Yeah. The other retard. The dude that had the uh Live in La Vida Loca. You remember Morons that would get that tattoo <laughs> back when that song was cool? <laughs> And this was a tattoo. So I saw this on the back of a girl's neck while I was waiting in line, and I fucking got the giggles, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it was a really inappropriate time to be laughing because there was nothing funny going on. It was a long line. I'm not on the phone. I would have just pretended like I had like a headset in or something. Like, oh, no, I'm listening to this like comedy special or something. Like, I was, I was behind her. And I looked over, and she's just like, laughing at the back of and her I was, head. I, I saw her saying her tattoo, and I just kind of was sitting there for a minute, and I just kind of <laughs> was thinking, and I was kind of giggling. And then before I know it, I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't keep, I can hold my shit together. Now, why is seize the day so funny for you? This woman having a tattoo. Well, because she's never going to see it, and then, it's on yeah, the back of her neck. It's, it's on the back of her neck, so it's like, how does she remind herself to seize the day? Right? Is it? Well, is it for like a, is it supposed to be sexy? So it's for a partner? Is she like telling them, you like know, when hey, they're going doggy style? Right. Like, <laughs> see, fucking hit that, right? Is see, that what she <laughs> Or is she going with the English version of it, which is, you know, maybe she's like, go raw dog, right? Because <laughs> it's, you know, live in the present. Don't think about the future. So, right, you know, right. Don't worry if I get pregnant or disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost nihilistic. Yeah, carpe diem. (laughs) What what else? Why why would you have that on the back of your neck? (laughs) Well, and yeah, and it's more of a billboard for other people than it is to you. That's right. Seize the day. What does that mean to the person (laughs) thinking, what does today mean? Like, were you just sitting there with your milk, like, in the line? (laughs) Just laughing. (laughs) Like, yes, I am going to seize this. I did. I am not going to let this milk spoil. I will drink all of it. I will be. I was (laughs) you doing at that point. She knew at a a certain point that I was laughing at her tattoo. (laughs) And I was by myself and there wasn't anybody else behind us. There's no one around (laughs) us. And I started laughing after she brushed her hair off the back of her neck. And so all of a sudden she took her hat off and let her hair back down. And it was, you know, it was a embarrassing, uncomfortable exchange there. But I left there thinking, like, of all these reasons, that it's a bad fucking tattoo, <laughs> right? Oh no, man! You- She's either the fucking coolest girlfriend, like super supportive and bad, and you know, just <laughs> you know, real open and generous. Yeah. Or she's, you know. She's stupid. <laughs> she's stupid. <laughs> you even like you skipped over. She's fucking nuts and just went straight to. She's yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, rub rocks together, dumb. <laughs> this is just that's just terrible. That's worse than the trap stamp. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's my funny. Did you have a? Uh, you were uh, you before? So we have we usually kind of talk about the shows a little bit. You know what, what do we want to kind of get into so that we don't surprise one another, which sometimes happens. Which yeah. Travis will point out by saying, oh, I did not prepare for this at all. So, yeah, let's fucking talk about it. <laughs> let's, let's fucking dive in. Uh, but college football started. College football did fucking start. Now, I am a big Notre Dame fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boys didn't do so good to start, did they? We did great. We went into Texas. We lost in overtime. That's but, what it was. Yeah, you guys lost. And we had some injuries. We lost Torrey Hunter Jr. and a couple of uh, great players for the squad. But... I thought we had a really good showing, and we came out this last week. Obviously, annihilated Nevada, who's a nothing squad. Cake team. You should. Yep. Are they FCS or FBS? Uh, they were. Uh, they're FBS, not FCS. Okay. Yeah, we beat Texas Tech this weekend, and Kalen Balaj, our running back, set the uh, or tied the NCAA record for most touchdowns in a game. At eight. That's awesome. Uh, the guy that did it previous was 1990, played for Illinois, and he did it against Southern Illinois, which is an FCS school. So, really, Belage, his, his whole little legit. More weight. Yeah. Legit. Yeah, he beat an FBS school. He did it against an FBS school, not some patsy. Now, Texas Tech hasn't been good 
Texas Tech is offense, man. That's what they do. They fucking play offense. Right, but they haven't been a good contender. Bold, I mean, in a while. Well, we, I mean, we, we were out for vengeance. Uh, what was it, 2013, the bowl game we played against them, and they just, they just embarrassed us. So, you know, we had a chip on our shoulder. No defense. I think the final score was high 60. We, I think we had like 68. I think they had 56. So, so have yeah, you, yeah, I'm pumped to have college football back. Has it again. brought you to your favorite show? Have you, you are a big fan of Speak of the Devils podcast. I'm a huge fan of Speak of the Devils podcast. Uh, that's the first podcast I ever subscribed to on iTunes. It's the first podcast I ever really listened to. So that's, you're kind of nerdy about Sun Devil football. I'm supremely nerdy about Sun Devil football. And I you, love Sun Devil football. And one of the things you want beyond anything is to get on the speak of the devil's podcast you want to rap with these dudes i want to be on fucking speak of the devil's podcast that's weird to have a guy that's in to podcasting that's a a podcaster wanting to be on someone else's show like this why it's just unusual okay well i i I like it i like it (laughs) i like your enthusiasm don't (laughs) let me put a damper on it i'm just saying so you're gonna need some help I need I need a lot of help. So I'm going to be there the week of the Utah game, which is November 10th, I believe. So and I think that's a Thursday night game, and they record their shows on Monday. I'll be there that Sunday beforehand. I want to be on the Utah episode. Now, well, we could set it up so that you could potentially use Skype or any other device to be on their show at any time. Well, I'll be in Tempe. I want to be on that show because Utah beat us for the first time in, like, fucking forever last year. And they celebrated like they just won the fucking national championship. That's the reason I picked this game, specifically that game, the Utah game. That's why we're going to that game. Man, you're really butching it up right now. The football's I, gotten into your bones here. I, I, Motherfucker, I want, this game. I do, man. I want to fucking take Utah down, and I want to be on that week Speak of the Stund- uh, Speak of the Devils podcast with host Brad Denny. Three TV sports <laughs> and uh, Joe Healy. So what's the plan, man? So all right, so I need you guys to start blowing them up on Twitter. You want? I need you guys to blow them up on Facebook for me. What? Just campaign. Travis what, McFall's on SOTD. I'm going to talk about a couple of other things. You need to uh, you need to get their Twitter account and say it on the show. Get your phone uh, B out. B Denny. B Denny twenty nine. Denny is D E N N Y. D E N N Y. Yep. B Denny 29. Uh huh. And Joe Healy for at Joe Healy 42. At Joe Healy H E A L. Fuck. You don't know. Joe See, Healy. Look it up. Joe look Healy. Ah, yeah. uh, So he wants your help. He wants to try to get on this show. And we have a very small community here in the One Life Attacks community. So it'll take a Herculean effort from us to. Get their attention because they've got the attention of the whole school and the state, and there's their their show's grown exponentially since you started listening. Yeah, uh, okay, it is Joe Healy H E A L E Y forty two. Okay, so at so Joe Healy forty two, and then it's at Brad at B Denny twenty nine, and so we are at When Life Attacks on Twitter. And Travis is at Travis underscore McFalls. And you'll want to reference both of those things in your tweets to these guys to let them know what the show is and who the person is that wants to get on their podcast. So if you have a little bit of time this week, every week until that happens, we'd like you to do a couple of things. We'd like you to like us on Facebook. Listen, you know how I feel about Facebook. Yeah, you don't. I don't fucking like it. Yeah, you don't either. Uh, and it's required me to have some stupid alias just so that I can update our page. And I think it's dumb. I really don't. I'm not into it. I don't have, I know. I know. I know. But uh, unfortunately, this is something we have to do. Okay. So I'm doing it. And, and as a result, we have, we have companies that help us with our social media. And they insist that we need to, when we're on our program, ask our listeners to like us on Facebook and to follow us on Twitter. Oh, and to review us on iTunes. And, and review rate us, us on iTunes. Rate and, and review like us. Like us on SoundCloud and all these fucking actions, right? So if you're in your day-to-day and you find the opportunity to give us a little high C, a little you know, one-upsmanship, a, you know, a yeah. high five, a virtual high five, if yeah. you will, I guess it's important. 
Yeah, um, you 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 actually will be helping us out. Uh, you would think the numbers alone from just you tuning in would do it, but apparently, apparently in the internet world that doesn't count. I don't know. Well, in order for us to get sponsors, in order for us to start attracting things for giveaways and to give back to you guys, we got to yep. kind of pump this deal up a little bit more. Yeah. Now you should know that. And to get me on Speak of the Devil's podcast. You guys are awesome, and you've gotten us into the top 10% of podcasts across the board. So you've been doing a great job, and we appreciate it. Much appreciated. That being said, we're also supposed to ask if you wouldn't mind spreading the word a little bit. Yes. That's actually how the Speak of the Devils guys did it. I mean, from the first episode, uh, they started doing that. And then, I mean, it took them a long time to grow. I think it took them like two years till they got sponsored. Now, we have a couple down clowns that have been huge in trying to get people to listen to our show and listen to us and, you know, become part of the camp, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cheddar Cheese. Cheddar Cheese. Cheddar Cheese out of, uh, I think he's in Chambersburg these days, Greencastle, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, We used to work this hell of a factory job together. And uh, that's actually his second nickname. I can't give you his first call sign because it has his real name in it. But uh, the kid, I was in my mid, late 20s when I was working this job, and I don't even think he'd turned 21 yet. And he's just this goofy kid and whatever. I don't know. We we just worked this miserable, miserable fucking factory job. And so we would just try to get each other to laugh. And when you could get this kid to laugh, man, I mean, he just had this smile. <laughs> he just looked at it. He was just like, jeez. Just fucking, it was so cheese, it was fucking cheddar cheese. And uh, so uh, he's been telling, you know, I mean, he's been very supportive. Just, I'm getting the word out. I love you guys. Uh, Keep doing it. Uh, You know, he's always the first one to usually say, hey, good show, man. Good show. Um, So cheddar cheese, thank you. Yeah, man, it's, it's very important, we're told that this happens (laughs) yes and uh and so he's at the vanguard cheddar cheese is the vanguard here cheddar cheese thondor we got a couple of people out there that are our vanguard and cheddar cheese we very much want to say thank you for being part of that vanguard to do anything for us because there's no gain for yourselves is is amazing and so anything that you guys can do in lieu of all of the things that we've already asked you to do which are you know obviously a lot it's very much appreciated, and yes. we couldn't. Uh, there's no other way for us to get this done without a call to arms to our fans. I didn't even want to take this much time to fucking talk about it. I know. I feel well, like we I, I feel to. like embarrassed. Yeah, like we I'm cheapened sort of, it a bit. Yeah, we like I'm. I, it. I don't, don't you kind of feel like you're panhandling a little? Uh, well, we do give it away, right? I mean, we're yeah. here. We're the monkeys for them. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, like these guys have asked us to dance, and we'll dance. Oh, we. We dance long time. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just asking for like a little, you know, put slide a one over the stage a little bit, you know. Yeah, like yeah. Shirts, clothes, all of the fun stuff, okay? Yes. I got our delivery. So what we got is we got um, transfers so okay. that we could put them on any shirts we want to. Okay. Okay. Well, they sent them all to me with the fucking image backwards. Oh, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> so I call them up. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. And and I'm what I'm prepared to hear is well it's backwards because you're supposed to put it when on you this iron way. it on yeah. yeah and then when it comes out it'll look normal right I'm the asshole right, right? right. okay well no that's that's yeah. they actually did it wrong and <laughs> they're, they're all fucked up and so so you uh, it's get ten it. business days for us to get them back there is no like they didn't give us anything except for these like like a little like hey here's some shirts I even had to spend I had to spend money to, to send ship it back it. you had to ship to send it, it back, back. yeah motherfuckers so we will have shirts soon and we will post those on Twitter and on and we won't tell you who website. it was yeah we're not going to give them a promo now since they kind of dicked us over on that well we've made mistakes. Yeah, we do. A if lot. they come in and they come in and looking good, we'll definitely pump it up. But okay. mistakes were made, and that's how that. I mean, and that's if we're here. That's if Korea doesn't blow us up. Yeah, yeah. You've been a little worried about Korea lately, and you know we're over time. But if you're, you know, I know the tendency is to hide from the media, but there's some crazy stuff going on, and uh, when you start having two countries a country that is split into two that is in a ceasefire since 1950 something yeah and they're testing 
you know, 15 kiloton bomb, 15 kiloton bomb bombs. Uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. They're uh, long- 200 miles away, enough so that there's earthquakes registering in yeah. South Korea. Yeah. You might fucking tune in a little bit because it's yeah. getting tense. Yeah. Big, big wars were started over much less. Yeah. They're, uh, the, I mean, that, that was a forgotten war, the Korean War. I mean, how often do you even think about it? Do you even remember it? And it's like, holy shit. Yeah, think about it. We just ceased fire. Yeah. What is it? The 37th, 59th, whatever that parallel is, they call it the 42nd parallel. Yep. Yep. It's, it's something like that. But yeah, that, that's been there ever since. It hasn't gone away. And there's still troops. I mean, they're, it's fucking manned. Now, Both sides are manning, you know, the what, 49th parallel. Which fucking parallel is it now? I can't. If you're a voter, I just want you. I'm not going to say who you should vote for. I just want you to think to yourself, who can I give my vote to who seems reasonable? Whoever that is to you, vote for that person. Because we need somebody who's reasonable. <laughs> I don't care if they're from the grassroots party. Just Vote for somebody who's reasonable. I'm not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> yes, you're going to you do what you fucking are going to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to tell you what to do. And I'm James Hamilton. Uh, I was Travis McValls. All right. See you later, guys. Nice see you. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Can't you give us something for the pain? You don't want natural childbirth? No! Okay, uh, you want Anastasia. What? Drugs, yes? Yes! Okay, all right, give me a moment, I'm thinking. What do you mean you don't know? Kind of. Well, thank you, coming bastard! Shut up, you lying bitch! I can't take the pressure, don't yell at me! Yes, 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 it's fine. Uh, fine. Valium. But Valium's no good for her. No, for me. No! I've got it! Oh, thank God! Sir! Yes, sir. Call the anesthesiologist! This woman needs an enema. An enema? Enema? Enema! No, uh, she needs a pedicure. Pedicure? Ain't no goddamn beauty parlor. Epitaph. Epitaph, she's not dead, you moron. Epidermis? What is it, epilady? Epidural asshole! That's it! Yes! That's what I need. Well, come I need on, an epidural. Epidural. I always get those confused. Enema, pedicure, epidermal. I should buy myself a clitoris. You need a thesaurus is what you need. What are you doing? Go away from you. Honey, I'm so proud of you and I love you so much. I hate you. You did this to me, you miserable piece of dick brain, horseshit, slime, sucking son of a whore, bitch. That's perfect, sweetheart. I got it all on film. The kids are going to love it. Maybe I'll put it in the... Get out! Get out! Get out!